What's up everyone and welcome back to the DCEU season here on Cinematic Reviews. As always, I'll be your host Chris and this is the show about all things movies and TV. Every week I give my thoughts on the newest releases, beloved franchises, and even upcoming projects like Marvel and Star Wars. You can of course support this show by giving it a rating slash review on your favorite podcast service. You can find the show now all over the world, which is super awesome. I really do appreciate all the support out there from you guys. You can also follow Cinematic Reviews on all social media platforms, including the very popular TikTok. You can find all the handles on the Facebook page. Just search for Cinematic Reviews. Now today we continue our journey through the DC Extended Universe with Aquaman. It stars Jason Momoa, Amber Heard, Patrick Wilson, Wilhelm Dafoe, and Nicole Kidman. I've had a lot of fun during this season so far, and I'm super excited to dive into this film. Let's kick things off, though, with some facts about Aquaman. Aquaman was released on December 21st, 2018, and was directed by James Wan. He is a legendary horror director who is best known for this, Saw, Insidious, The Conjuring, Furious 7, and Dead Silence. Aquaman grossed a massive $1.1 billion against a $160 million budget. This was the first DC Extended Universe film to pass the $1 billion mark, which is very impressive. The Dark Knight Rises was the last time that a DC film was able to hit that billion dollar mark. Jason Momoa specifically requested Tiermo Temirua Morrison, apologies, to play the role of Arthur's father. There are numerous waterfalls that are seen in the film. This is an actual phenomenon in the ocean. The ocean is made up of two different layers of water, warm, light water, and cold, dense water. The layers are separate and cause the heavier cold water to fall, forming a waterfall. There's your science fact for the day, guys. During the duel between Orm and Aquaman, an octopus plays a drum solo. This is Topo, Aquaman's sidekick from the 1950s and 60s. This was confirmed by James Wan himself in a number of interviews. The 1954 film Creature from the Black Lagoon was a major influence of the trench monsters that we saw towards the end of the film. James Wan was actually given the choice to direct either Aquaman or The Flash. He chose Aquaman because he considered him an underdog in the universe. None of the underwater scenes were actually filmed underwater. Instead, the cast was rigged into harnesses along with extensive CG work. Patrick Wilson gained 20 pounds of muscle for the role of Orm in order to be a credible uh Credible character as Jason Momoa's brother slash rival. Kudos to you, Wilson, for putting in that effort. The submarine set was constructed on a platform over a water tank. To create the flooding, the set was lowered into the water tank. According to Momoa and James Wand, Aquaman takes place after Zack Snyder's Justice League and not the theatrical version. There are, however, some inconsistencies, which I will bring up shortly. Peter Jackson was offered the director's chair for this film, but turned it down twice. He has no interest in directing superhero films. Momoa publicly expressed interest in Zack Snyder directing this film towards the beginning of production. This is actually Patrick Wilson's second DCEU role. He previously voiced the president 
in Batman v Superman. You probably remember that scene where they're tracking Superman and Doomsday, and he's the president on the phone that General Swanwick is talking to. And lastly, with the release of Aquaman, the DCEU crossed $4 billion at the box office, making it the first franchise to cross the milestone with the Furious films. I believe it was six films at the time, which is very, very impressive for DC. Now, let's get to my thoughts on Aquaman. So, I never actually saw Aquaman in theaters for one reason and one reason only. I was completely over the DC Extended Universe after the mess that was Justice League. I honestly got burned hard from that movie. Now that I think of it, Black Adam will be the first DCEU film that I see in theaters since Justice League. I saw Joker and the Batman in theaters, of course, but those have been labeled Elseworld projects. I'm glad I didn't see Aquaman in theaters, to be honest, because this is not a good movie. The CGI is distracting. The writing is terrible, which made the acting not as good as it could have been. Because, honestly, this is an incredible cast. You have Jason Momoa as Aquaman, Willem Dafoe as Volko, Nicole Kidman as Queen Atlanta, Patrick Wilson as Orm, even Boba Fett himself, Tamua Morrison, Apologies again, I always screw up his name. Shows up at Arthur's dad. This had the potential to be a great DC film, but it just fell flat for me. The comedy didn't hit at all. The CGI, like I said, was really bad. And the antagonists were ridiculous. Patrick Wilson was way over the top as Orm. He was just too much. His Ocean Master suit was very comic accurate. I just think he looked ridiculous in it. The blonde hair. Was a, was a really bad choice as well. They should have just let him keep his dark hair. Orm is dark-haired in the comics anyways. Mira's father, who is played by the great Dolph Lundgren, was ridiculous as well. Technically, he, should have been, he shouldn't have been in here because Snyder's Justice League killed him off along with Mira's mom. Uh, Momoa and Juan may argue that Aquaman is in the same universe as Snyder's ver version of Justice League. But it's not. Mir's parents are dead in that universe. And Atlantans talk in those water bubbles instead of just talking underwater. The only thing that connects the two films is Mira mentioning that Aquaman defeated Steppenwolf. WB used this film to try to correct Snyder's universe that he was building back uh, in 2018 when this came out. Again, I blame Warner Brothers, not the director or cast for the mess that is the DC Extended Universe right now. Now, I don't want this entire episode being negative, even though I do think this is a really bad movie. There are parts that I enjoyed, like the action sequences are actually really entertaining. I do like Jason Momoa's Aquaman, even though in this movie, it's, he's way too much of a doofus in it. And I really like the relationship between Momoa and Morrison. They have a great father and son, Diane, dynamic throughout the film i hope morrison returns to aquaman 2 he is definitely a highlight of the film for me i'll dive into what i liked about the film specifically in the segments but i just wanted to assure you that today's episode won't be a hundred percent negative because that doesn't make a show like this very fun 
being negative isn't a whole lot of fun, to be honest. I do my best to pick out fun moments in bad films like this. That's what the diamond in the rough and the standout scenes segments come in handy. Because very few movies are 100% bad. As I keep saying, the DC Extended Universe is a huge mess right now, but there are still some really fun moments in it, even in this first Aquaman film. But before I jump into the segments, let's take a quick break with a fun trivia game. So this is uh, the part of the show for any new listeners out there where we take a break to play a fun trivia game in order to add some some extra fun to the show. This trivia game is made up of 10 questions on the Aquaman movie and the character itself from the comics. Now, I haven't seen these questions yet because I want to experience them firsthand with you guys. But with that, let's get started. So question one, what is Aquaman's Atlantean name? Is it Arthur, Orin, Garth? or Namor. Now, Arthur is his human name, I believe. Namor is from Marvel. Garth is just a random name in there. So we're going to go with Orin. Question two. What is the name of Aquaman's biological father in the post-crisis continuing? Is it Tom Curry, Arthur Curry Sr., Atlantan, or Volko? Now, Volko is Willem Dafoe's character, and Atlantan, I believe, is Aquaman's father. So is it Tom Curry or Arthur Curry Sr.? In the movie, it's Tom, but I believe this is talking about the comic book run, but I think the movie is pretty accurate. So we're going to go with Tom Curry. True or false, in his Golden Age incarnation... From more comics, Aquaman was a synthetic being created by a scientist. That is a tough question. I'm not too familiar with the comics of Aquaman. But I'm going to go with true. I mean, I guess I could see him being created by a scientist. What is the term for Aquaman's empathy among sea creatures? Fish speak, the clear, the wave. Or in Cantha Usis. However you say that. I-C-T-H-A-Y-O-S-U-S. Um, the wave, maybe? Because of the way it moves through water? We're going to go with the wave. I think fish speak would be too easy. Question five. Where was Mira, Aquaman's wife, from? Another dimension... Atlantis, another planet, or the Earth's surface? Um, I'm not too familiar with the Mirror character as well. Atlantis, I think, is where Aquaman is only from. Another planet doesn't make any sense. Earth's surface, no. We're going to go with another dimension. I think Atlantis would be a too easy answer. Which villain is named Orm? Tempest, Black Manta, Ocean Master, or Thantos? Thanatos. It's Ocean Master. We're going to go with Ocean Master. Question seven. Give one of two names that the character Garth has been known by. There are two possible answers, one word each. 
I can't even think of this. So we're just going to totally guess. Question eight, true or false? Aquaman has never led the Justice League of America. I think he has. But we're going to go with true. I could be wrong. I want to say he was at one point. What villain is responsible for the loss of Aquaman's hand? Black Manta, Ocean Master, or the Fisherman? I'm going to go with Black Manta. I don't think that sounds right because, I mean, he's got the swords. We're going to go with Black Manta. Last question. What villain is responsible for the death of Aqua Baby? The Shark, Ocean Master, or Black Manta? This is tough. I'm not too familiar with Aqua Baby. Ocean Master, maybe? Yeah, we're going to go with Ocean Master. I know he's his brother. That's pretty messed up, though. So let's see how we did. Question one, the answer was Orin. Got that right. Question two, the answer is Atlantan. Oh, okay. So that one was wrong. So he was talking about his biological... Oh, I got the two mixed up. True or false in the Golden Age. So it was true. So I got that right. That he was created by a scientist in that incarnation of the comics. The term for Aquaman's empathy for sea creatures is called the clear. Got that wrong. Where was Mira, Aquaman's wife, from? It was from another dimension. Got that right. Which villain is Orm? Ocean Master, of course. So Garth is actually Aqualad for Question seven, the answer was Aqualad. Interesting. I didn't even think of that. Aquaman has never led the Justice League. And the question was false. So I was right. He did lead it at some point. What villain is responsible for the loss of Aquaman's hand? Charbis. He has a... Oh, he's the villain with the prosthetic harpoon. Oh, Okay. But now in the comics, he has a robotic hand. That's interesting. I'm going to have to go back and read those com comics. What villain is responsible for the death of Aqua Baby? It was Black Manta. It was not Ocean Master, as I put. Okay. So I got maybe four or five of those right. But feel free to share your scores along with your thoughts on Aquaman on any of the cinematic reviews' social media pages. Half the fun, honestly, is doing uh, on doing a show like this is talking with fans of the show about the movies i cover so i would love to see all your comments thoughts arguments debates that come out of from this quiz or from the movie itself but with that let's dive into the segments up first standout scenes so the first one I have written down is Queen Atlanta fighting back. So this was the opening of the of the movie where she first meets uh, Aquaman's dad, Tom. Uh, you'll notice that most of these standout scenes for me are action sequences. This is because I only really enjoyed those parts of the film. The action was really well done, starting with this first scene uh, where, I, like I said, Aquaman's parents meet. Uh, Atlanta using her trident against the Atlantic commandos that come bursting into the house was really freaking cool. I love the whole, all the suits and the weapons and the tridents. 
all that technology from Atlantis is so cool. And I think the choreography is uh, is really, really solid uh, in this scene and throughout the entire movie. James Wan really does an awesome job with action. Next scene I have is young Aquaman at the aquarium. I like this scene because it, it shows us how powerful Aquaman really is. He can talk to fish, which may sound dumb to some people, but I really enjoyed it. I think it's a pretty cool power, and the film did a decent job at presenting it to the audience in a cool way. Next, we get the submarine scene. I really like the action in this whole scene, of course. I, I assume the, the main purpose of the scene was to help the Black Manta character seem compelling to the audience with the loss of his father. I just didn't feel anything for their relationship. I only like this scene because of the action sequences, like I said. Aquaman coming in and just wrecking everyone. So cool. The sequence ends with Black Manta's dad getting pinned down by a torpedo, which has got to suck. I mean, that, the amount of weight on there. And then he decides to save his son by telling him to go, and he blows himself up, which I still don't understand what why he did that but uh the next one i have is meeting volko uh this is where the audience is introduced to the M MacGuffin of the film which is the trident of the king uh i only really like this scene to no surprise because of the quick action sequence that we get at the end of it uh some of the underwater effects are pretty cool in it as well uh like i said the the atlantean weapons are pretty pretty dope in this show um yeah i just really love the effect of those guns underwater uh next one is aquaman training with Volko. i do like how this scene foreshadows the the end fight with uh, ocean master uh, i love callbacks in movies and i think this film did a, a good job with this one uh the spinning trident move is always really badass to me combat of the kings this is the first fight between orm and aquaman and it, it's actually a pretty cool fight. The choreography is really awesome. And it, even uh, Orm is, even though he's kind of ridiculous in it from an acting standpoint, uh, he's just way too over the top in this movie for me. Again, though, the, the underwater effects are pretty cool as well. James Wan does put together some really cool action sequences in his movies. Uh, he did such an awesome job with the, the action and uh, Furious Seven. If you if you're a fan of that franchise, yeah, I, th I think he did a solid job with the the seven film in there. Next is Black Manta making his own suit. I love a good montage scene, and this one was pretty cool. I I like that he makes his own suit instead of already having it or giving a built suit from Ocean Master. The design of it, I think, is really awesome. I'm I'm excited to see him return in Aquaman too. Hopefully, with not too big of a change to the suit because i i really love the the design of it in this movie so i hope they keep it for the most part aquaman versus black manta this is probably my favorite scene of the film because the action is just really awesome in it and with black manta shooting his red beam out of his helmet and still managing to beat the shit aquaman still beating the shit out of him even though he's got this red laser he's dodging around it's it's just a really fun action scene I, that i really like we get the monster fight on the boat this is another quick action sequence that i enjoyed uh the design of these little bastards are pretty cool they were freaky as hell though but uh, i do i do like this little 
short action sequence before they, they reach the trench. Then we have Aquaman getting a new suit and the Trident. I really love the design of this suit with the bright orange and green. Very comic accurate for the most part. Jason Momoa made Aquaman badass, even in a bright suit like this. I mean, it it may have seemed pretty ridiculous to other people, but I, I really liked it. I, I love the design and the coloring and, and all that. Jason Momoa just wears the shit out of it. And then the last one I have is Aquaman versus Ocean Master at the end. Orm, still over the top in this fight, but I really like the choreography in it. The callback, like I said, to the spinning trident move from Volko is really awesome. I love the effect of it, especially with all the water and everything around it. Next, we have favorite quotes. So I've only got a couple of quotes uh, that I that I I liked because I honestly I just wasn't really vibing with this movie. It was only the action stuff that I really liked. But these uh, I think there's five or six of these on here that I I chuckled at and I I really liked. So the first one I have is I'm Atlanta, Queen of Atlantis. I'm Tom, Keeper of the Lighthouse. Uh, I just chuckle at this. I think it's mostly because of how Morrison delivers that line. I just it makes me laugh. Uh, ask the sea for mercy. This, I think, is just a really badass line that Aquaman says. I, I I like it. Want me to have them put that in a sippy cup for you? That another one that I chuckle from Morrison. I I really loved that, like that bar scene where they're they're having the drinking contest, and even though Aquaman's Aquaman, his dad still beats him in a drinking contest. It's it's a really fun moment. And I'm bringing the wrath of the seven seas with me. Again, this is this is another badass line that I like. Uh, I believe Ocean Master says this. It's it's a really cool line. And then lastly, I have uh, the land and sea are one. This was either I think this was Queen Atlanta who said this at the end. Uh, I it's just a really cool line. I, I I like it. It was pretty cool. But that's it for quotes. I mean, there wasn't really a whole lot of quotes that jumped out at me because I just didn't really vibe with the uh, with the humor in this film uh, and I'll get more into that in, in the negative segment here shortly but like some of the comic lines like uh, oh what does he say uh, oh when they're in the little temple thing and they try to and she mirror puts sweat on the device to get it open and Aquaman replies I could have just peed on it I mean maybe to some people that was funny I just I didn't find that Part funny that it was just a terrible scene. Uh, but next, let's uh, let's get the stuff that I did like uh, with Diamond in the Rough. So first, it's uh, it's of course the action sequences. I like I keep saying the action is the only part of the film that kept me engaged. Uh, the choreography is really freaking good in it, and I I liked all the underwater effects uh, of those sequences. My favorite sequence would have to be the fight with Black Manta. And uh, well, I think it's Italy or something that they're in. But his suit made the action really fun, especially the the red beam that shoots out of his helmet. It's it's so cool. Next, I have Jason Momoa's Aquaman. Momoa makes the character badass. Honestly, Aquaman gets a lot of shit, even though he is a pretty cool superhero. I I really like Momoa as Aquaman, and I hope Aquaman two continues to cement him as a major character in the DC extended universe. His first solo film was a letdown for me because they, they made him a total doofus in it. But I'm still 
going to the next Aquaman film opening weekend because of Jason Momoa. He's just killing it as Aquaman. If you want a really good uh, performance of him, just go back and watch Zack Snyder's Justice League. He He's way better in that one. They just gave him a better dialogue and stuff to do in that one. Next, I have the Atlantean technology. Uh, all the tech in Atlantis is, is really freaking cool. All the suits and weapons are awesome. They they help make the action sequences really fun and entertaining, uh, especially the the opening scene I mentioned, the where they bust into the house and uh, Nicole Kidman's grabbing her trident and just whipping shit. Yeah, it's just really cool. I, I like all the technology that they use. The costumes. Now, I've really liked the designs of all the costumes in the film, except for Dolph Lundgren's ridiculous red hair and beard. That was just a really bad choice. I, I, no, nah, it just didn't work for me. Everyone else looked great, though. Aquaman in his new suit was cool. Ocean Master's purple suit. Mira's green outfit with the red hair. Black Manta's badass suit. I was really surprised by how much I enjoyed seeing all the suits on screen. And all the colors and the designs and all of it. it was just really, really cool. And then lastly, the music. For the most part, I really enjoyed the music throughout the film. At, at least there, there were a couple of music choices that I didn't agree with. But for the most part, the music helped make these scenes enjoyable. I was, I was really, the, the, help, the music helped me jump back into the film and be more engaged when there wasn't uh, action sequences for me to watch. Now we have negatives. So first is Patrick Wilson as Ocean Master. They definitely got the comic accurate suit down. I just think Orem, aka Ocean Master, was just way too over the top, like I mentioned earlier. I think Wilson is a great actor. He was just pointed in the wrong direction in this film. The writing is really, really bad in this film, and the character suffers from it. This film had the potential to be a great installment in the universe. It just dropped the ball really hard because, again, the writing was bad. It all comes back to the writing room with these DC films. Next, Mirror's dad is actually alive. I hate it when universes break its own canon. Snyder's Justice League tells us that Mira lost both her parents, but the Aquaman movie has him alive. This was WB trying to write off Snyder's version of Justice League and his whole vision of the universe and correct it in their own image. Fucking WB at it again. Just leaving out the bubble talking stuff. Awful. It breaks the universe as well, but it that one was honestly a smart choice. I didn't agree with Snyder on that one. So, I mean, at least WB got it right to this, but just I hate it when they do this. They get scared. They pull the plug and they try to write it and it just doesn't make the universe cohesive and it's just it's frustrating as a, as a huge DC fan and a movie fan. It's just, it doesn't make sense. Next is Aquaman being a complete doofus in this. Again, the writing made Aquaman an idiot and I hate it. Momoa plays such a badass Aquaman in Justice League and, and to have this follow that performance is a huge letdown for me. I know they wanted to go with a more lighter and comedic style for the film. It just, it didn't work because it made Aquaman come off as a complete doofus. It's, it all goes back, like I said, to the writing room. This universe is in the pile of shit that it's in because of choices WB did and the writing. Huge letdown. And then my last issue was the humor. 
humor didn't hit for me. Most of the time, it, it was just dumb. I rolled my eyes a lot, and it just didn't make any sense. I think I only chuckled a bit when Morrison was on screen. I mean, every other comedic beat wasn't entertaining at all for me. It, it ruined the film for me, honestly. I should have put him on the list for Diamond of the Rough, but Morrison was such a saving grace for me. He, he was awesome in every scene that he did. Even the scenes where he's wearing that terrible hairpiece at the beginning of the film, I still loved him. I, I really do hope he returns in Aquaman 2 because I, I love his his screen presence, but also the dynamic uh, between him and Momoa. It's just so good. So the end of the episode, let's talk rankings. So as a refresher, here's the current list of the DC Extended Universe here at Cinemac Reviews. So at number one, we have Zack Snyder's Justice League. Two, Batman v Superman, Donna Justice, Ultimate Edition. Three, Man of Steel. Four, Wonder Woman. Five, The Suicide Squad. Six, Shazam. Seven, Birds of Prey. Eight is Aquaman. Nine, Suicide Squad. And rounding out the list at number 10, Wonder Woman, 1984. As much as I want to, I don't think I can put Aquaman below Suicide Squad or... 1984. I I didn't really care for the film at all, but there were some saving graces for me, like Morrison and the action sequences. The action was actually pretty fun to watch, and and the cool costumes helped as well. Aquaman is going to stay in the number eight spot. I I'm really curious to see how Aquaman two ranks when that comes out. With the confirmation of Affleck reprising his Batman and the return of Black Manta, I think it'll rank higher than than this first one. I. I I'm also super excited to rewatch Shazam uh, for next week's episode because I, I remember really enjoying that one. It, it wouldn't surprise me if Shazam ends up becoming the new number five, knocking down James Gunn's Suicide Squad. Uh, until then, though, you can uh, find this list and, and many more that, uh, that I have done on both IMDb and Letterboxd. Just search for uh, Cinematic Views. There are about 60 lists on there so feel free to explore some or all of those uh new lists are always being added to there so be on the lookout for those as well well that'll do it for this installment in the dc eu season uh tune in next friday for shazam which stars zachary levi as shazam and mark strong also, join me every week for New Release Monday. Later, everyone.